Hey, you are listening to The Judy Fox Show, where we level up your business with heart and humor. And right now, you are about to be leveled up by Rachel Bell. She is a self-made millionaire by the age of 24. And that's my chicken nuggets, if you can hear the uh, beeping in the background. (laughs) Seriously? That seriously just had to happen? You got to hear chicken nuggets coming out of the oven. (laughs) All right, I am leaving that in the episode because I need you to see what it looks like to take massive messy action in your content and what you are up to online. And the next thing I need you to know is that you need to reduce the overwhelm, delete the overwhelm, and focus in on what moves the needle in your business and only consume the voices that make you feel less overwhelmed because we can take in so much advice about everything that you could possibly do in your life, in your business, but reducing that overwhelm is truly what's going to change everything in your life and your business. That is what I have done by taking Rachel Bell's coaching, and that is what I want you to do. If you want to grow your authority, your online influence, and specifically do it by using LinkedIn, then you are going to want to have LinkedIn Business Accelerator in your life, ASA freaking P. I was speaking at Video Marketing World And I'm taking, again, the massive messy action to just run up to a awesome client and ask them for a testimonial. So you are going to listen in on Trent's review of LinkedIn Business Accelerator. He was one of my 30 founding members to LinkedIn Like a Fox. And that is what is going to move the needle in your business, taking that action to get those testimonials, get those referrals, get those results for your clients and shout them from the rooftop. So that's what we're gonna cover. Listen in on a conversation I was able to have with Trent who is a client of mine and I am honored by the words that he shares about my coaching program. Go sign up at judifox.com. I am personally doing every single phone call I want to learn and know more about the clients that I am onboarding and working with, and we are going to get results for you. I want to be just as invested in your results as you are obviously in your results online and your business. So let's connect. Let's listen to the rest of this podcast and enjoy. Hey, Trent. How we doing? Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. I do uh, digital marketing. I help companies grow online. Love it. How do you feel about your LinkedIn Like a Fox experience? Do you mind if I ask you? Absolutely. I could (laughs) talk about this for days. (laughs) So Judy Fox, that was awesome. So the the course I took, from what I expected, I got exactly what I was looking for. From setup, you did a bench line of what was on my profile. You looked at and how to optimize it. And you're basically going through and you audited what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And then um, basically you gave us a roadmap for success. So you went through and tore our page apart, but farther than that, how to reach out to an audience, which was really helpful. The biggest takeaway and one of the cherry on top was at the very end, you did a audit that was mm-hmm. unexpected, a personal one-on-one. You recorded it on Loom and you sent it to us and we were able to implement that. and. Uh, it is, it's been a game changer for us. So, cause we, now that we know what we're looking for on LinkedIn and we know who to reach out to, and honestly, I'd recommend it to anyone that has a LinkedIn page, a business page, and actually wants to reach out to an audience and convert that into a return on investment. 
Yes. That's awesome. Well, I, you are an ideal client because you're taking the information, you are running with it, you're implementing it, and I, you are a fox star. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) We're going to go on to bigger and better things, so for sure. (laughs) All right. So anything you want to share that would help an audience member of this podcast level up their business. So it's level up your business with heart and humor. So I really believe when you bring the heart to whatever it is you're doing or a little bit of humor you and your business can succeed. I would agree with that 100%. And a lot of what we do is technical, right? So, but I would say create a window into a company and have them have an audience be able to look into it and see that personality and see who you are. Storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Tim Schmoyer is a big st- on storytelling. Yeah. Um, and he has a great LinkedIn profile that, hint, hint, I helped him with. <laughs> yes. I worked on Tim Schmoyer's profile. Absolutely. Tim is the man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I think if you can share your personality, I think that uh, you'll gain trust. And then you have other people talk about your company as well with reviews, like Judy's doing right now. Aww. I'm reviewing and sharing. That builds trust. And that honestly is one of the best organic ways to grow a company. All right. Well, you are the best. Anything, any way other than following you on LinkedIn, which I'll include in the show notes? Yeah. So New Tab Marketing is our agency name. Yep. And we have, um, and then our Instagram and YouTube. But LinkedIn's probably the best. That's okay. where we're focusing the most. So All right. Because of Judy. Aw. Well, thank you so much for being an amazing LinkedIn Like a Fox star. That's my <laughs> pleasure. <you>. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, because I'm still recording because I have to actually reach into my purse and find the off button. And now we're going to listen to me and Rachel Bell talking. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, girl. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. You look gorgeous. Aw, thank you. You are always gorgeous. Aw, babe. Let me get my little laptop stand and then let's get into it. Okay. All right. All right. I have some fox ears for you. <laughs> I went to a conference and I realized that having one pair doesn't work because everyone wanted to take them off my head. Uh-huh. And then I was like, and then there was a Snapchat filter that had fox ears. So I was like, oh, I'll do the Snapchat filter. But then those filters go away. Why do they steal them from us? And so I basically was like, these are the real life Snapchat filters. Yeah, they are. You can have them on permanently, which is so great. So when I see you live in October, I'm making it happen. <laughs> Does my sound sound okay? Sounds a little echoey. A little echoey? Okay. Yeah. Your mic's like super good. Let me check one second to see if I have the right headphones. Okay. Let's try this instead. How is this? Ooh, super good. Oh, did someone just knock? <laughs> That's how it always goes. Hello. Okay. You need that probably. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> this is Chef Steven Tyler. Hi. I see you on all the live streams. You're literally, I, I, I want your food. She wants your food. <laughs> <laughs> and that was an awesome paper airplane tossing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really close. Inches. Yeah, but now she's doing all the dishes, so. Yeah. You know it. Have a good day. All right, cool. So, does it sound better? Yeah. All about Chef Steven Tyler. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> right. And he's like actually becoming quite a celebrity on my page. Yeah. Everyone wants to know if we're dating and like what's going on. Oh, I know. Everyone. Come here, honey. Right, so you want to say hi? 
Hello. Oh. Aww. So we've been like super off schedule and sleepy and doing all the things. Because <laughs> we're having summertime. <laughs> yes, we look very sleepy this morning. Yes. So I'm going to record with Miss Rachel. She's awesome. You want to say hi to her? <laughs> oh my god, how sweet. This is the best podcast. <laughs> All right, you ready to go? You can watch something on your iPad, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> woo woo. Is that your son? Yes. Oh, I didn't know you had kids, Judy. Yeah, yeah, single mom over here. So how many kids do you have? I have one. Okay. Yeah, so I became a single mom at 38. So I, what was it? It was, he was two, two and a half or so. Mm-hmm. So now he's seven. <laughs> so it's been a while. <laughs> How old are you? 43. No way. Yes. Never, ever, ever guessed that. <laughs> a lot of people, you know, an old age at all. I think that you're in your prime, but it's, that's like something that I would never have expected because your energy is so expressed and abundant and youthful that it seems like you're in your late twenties. Well, it's funny because I, so I listen to podcasts before I get on one and this is how the podcast go, by the way, welcome to the Judy Fox show. It's level up your business with heart and humor. And we are having a heart to heart and we're going to have some humor. (laughs) Sounds good. Let's do it. So the point that I was about to say is that I, for so many years, because I worked in corporate and I started my career in 1999. So before the internet told me all these options were even available, I was like, okay, I just work for a corporation or a company. I have no idea that you could be an entrepreneur or what that even looked like. And it's funny because, um, I was told from a very young age, being in lots of male-dominated industries, that I was too excited, too hyper, too young, too expressive, too joyful to be taken seriously at work. And it's funny because now that you said that, it's now my superpower. Like It's my thing that I put into the world without any abandonment. Like I, if I let it go and be myself, oh my gosh, it's so powerful now. But I thought that that was a weakness for so, so long. I mean, in some environments, it sure can be because it makes other people feel uncomfortable because within that, they see something that's not safe for them to express. So of course they feel like, oh no, don't, don't pay attention to that girl. Don't take her seriously. Because if I were to do that, I wouldn't be taken seriously. So it's like this reflective experience where if we trigger someone else, which is really what that is, is someone not taking you seriously or, or negating your expertise for some reason because they don't like the way that you behave or the way that you deliver your message. They're just triggered because they believe at some level that's not possible for them. Like they wouldn't get what they wanted if they behaved that way. So it's, it's threatening in a way, but it's also the most magnetizing thing about you, right? So that's, that's the thing about polarity and polarization. And as you know, what we teach inside of OCA, part of it is like understanding that you being your fully expressed authentic self is the only true way to get the clients that you really love working with because then they're attracted to the real you, not something fake, not something that's stressful or heavy to uphold an image of. So 
Totally agree with you. I'm so glad that you're stepping into that now and that you're embracing who you are because who you are is so epic and <laughs> deserves like all the recognition. And you're so attractive and magnetic to the people who actually understand what it is you're offering here, which is all that matters anyway. I know. So I was going to ask you, have you been on other students' podcasts? And I'm just curious because I listen to, I feel like if I could go on like a Rachel binge, that's what I've been doing for the past like X number of months, like downloading. I have a folder labeled Rachel Bell on my computer. <laughs> I'm one of those people. So you told me, you're like, Judy, you've been following me and listening to me for so long. And it's funny because I want to challenge back because I was like, for so long, I couldn't join your program because it was only for fitness. So <laughs> I was like, I would have joined before now, but whatever, you didn't let me. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were keeping it really focused because we wanted to make sure that within the coaching industry, our principles worked. Mm-hmm. And then we took on some one-on-one clients and tested it out in other niches and it worked just like a charm. So we were like, you know what, let's open it up to all types of coaches and let's see how it goes. And it's been really, really, really amazing in so many different levels and different ways than I expected. So it's, it was definitely a long time coming and there was so many people just knocking at the gates to get in. But now that we're accepting more broad demographic, it's been like the most beautiful experience, the most beautiful round I've ever had of OCA so far. So I'm really happy with the way that it's going. But um, I have not been on another podcast with a student yet. So this is my first time. Yay. <laughs> well, I feel like when I listen to your story and I don't want to, you know, there's so many amazing podcasts you've been on where you shared the behind the scenes and I can link to them because I want to get somewhere that some of them haven't gone or I want to share more things, but I could like literally just like every moment I listen to a podcast, like I turn around and I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy this book or, oh, I can implement that. And I think that's the power of what I learned from even just following you online, which was to reverse engineer your stories. So Mm -hmm. I would download your stories, print them out and label what I thought you were doing in each story. Whoa. (laughs) Detective shit right there. I'm super detective, but that is basically coming from a place of problem solving. If I have a problem and I say to myself, my problem is I need to figure out how to get sales online and I see that you're making it happen, then I'm going to reverse engineer the shit out of it. (laughs) And I look to my, and I look to people and I love what you said in a recent podcast, which was figure out copywriting because that's going to drive the attention and engagement. So yeah. Oh, so without gushing on you too much, (laughs) um, for the behind the scenes inside OCA. So I have a question, which is I'm listening to all the amazing modules, love them. So when you mapped those out, are they all mapped out at once or have you built upon those that we're consuming right now in OCA 2.0? So did I just do like a sprint where I mapped everything out and recorded Mm -hmm. it all and got it all done? So the answer to that is no. I started off OCA um, probably April of 2018, so over a year ago. And 
in the beginning of OCA, I had like the bare bones of modules and I was creating them as the students were going through them. So I would do exactly what I teach inside of OCA right now, which is creating a minimum viable offer and really reading, engaging the students based on their response and their success rates and how well they were able to really assimilate and integrate the information I was teaching. And I would create trainings as they went through the program with the end goal being, of course, that they would get clients and that would they would be able to hit their first 10K month. And so based on their response from that round, I was able to actually build curriculum out and say, okay, now that I have something built and I know that this works with this first flight of students, I'm ready to bring that into a bigger group of students and run them through the same exact curriculum and create mini trainings along the way to see where I'm missing the gaps. Like where, cause I'm not perfect. And I don't expect to be perfect the first time. Um, although <laughs> I used to expect to be perfect the first time and I realized that is not a fun way to live at all. It's way too much pressure and like makes your life shitty. That's the first thing. <laughs> is it's just not fair to assume that you know what the other person wants from you. Like it's, it's a little egotistical to assume that without ever talking to someone, you know exactly what their needs and wants and desires and pain points are, in my opinion. So it's more powerful to listen and to really get curious about what the other person is really experiencing, what they need, as opposed to assuming. And I think that's a major, major problem in the coaching industry is coaches just assuming that they know what people want as opposed to asking and listening to what the market wants. And so that's been a big part of joining OCA for you probably is like actually going out, talking to your ideal client avatars, getting from their words, from their mouth, like what exactly do they want from you? And then building an offer that matches their needs and desires. But so that's basically what I did in the beginning of OCA. I mapped out everything. I gave them curriculum that was very bare bones and I created many trainings and supplemental trainings to kind of fill in the gaps And then at the end of all this, I was like, okay, it's been a few rounds. I've run this and it's scrappy because it works and it's all like kind of duct taped together, but I'm ready to redo it and completely make it a more polished curriculum. And so I redid it again and then it was more polished and I realized that I was going to need to redo it again if I was going to open up to all coaches, not just health and fitness coaches. So then I redid it again after creating, you know, a couple other rounds of just uh, successful students and learning what they were still missing as well. Like there's always so much to build and to learn and to improve that this will be a never ending process. I never expect to be done uh, optimizing OCA. That will never happen. <laughs> so I feel like wh- we're never done in general, like yeah. ever. <laughs> there are 90 year olds and 80, you know, 90 plus year olds who are still excited about their next thing that they're about to do. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy that you just said that because that's been one of the major learning and turning points in my life this last year is realizing that there is no end of this journey. In fact, making the goal the end of the journey is backwards because what we really should be excited about is showing up every day and being part of the journey. Like being in the journey should be the end destination. It should be the end goal. And like enjoying the moments of discomfort in between all this reward and all this pleasure, that's really where we're going to find ourselves and our deepest learnings. And I think that it's so important to realize that we're not done. We're never going to be done. And that's okay. The goal is not to be done. The goal is to learn and to grow and to give. And that's it. So Long story short, yeah, I did not map it all out in one go and just one and done. It's perfect. I, it's been a long road and it'll never end, but I've just continued to listen and to try my best to create curriculum that rocks the socks off of my students and 
fill in the gaps wherever I'm missing some information or wherever I'm missing a beat. I just fill it in and hire people to help me make sure that I'm collecting that data all the time. So that's basically the behind the scenes of how the curriculum was created. Well, I will say your gaps are tight because I'm going through the program right now and that sounds really funny, but <laughs> I, <laughs> you, this curriculum is just like, so, you know, I'm listening to you when I'm in the shower, I'm listening to you getting ready. <laughs> that was so awesome. Part of people's lives. <laughs> yeah. I think my son, my son actually is reading what's on my whiteboard and I love the fact that he's growing up with us because... I have these inspirational quotes everywhere and I can show you the one that I put from one of the mind, um, mindful Mondays or with Gavin. So we can go into who he is, but the point is it says protect your mental real estate because I loved that phrase from that event, from listening to that moment. And Isaac put protect your mental real estate. And then he put boogers (laughs) and then we added just don't pick. <laughs> so it's funny how like even just thinking about your mental real estate being boogers and don't pick at your mental real estate. Like let it be this amazing sacred space that you don't pick at. So your onboarding form. I don't know how many people cried filling that out, but that I could cry right now just thinking about it. And I took a screenshot. You need to just have a way to like email everybody back their form. <laughs> um powerful. It asks you questions that maybe you haven't like really come face to face. Like you can think about something cerebrally like, Oh, why am I really doing this? Like, what about my life right now? Am I unsatisfied with? And you can just kind of think about it on the fly, but unless you actually sit down and write it out and do the work and actually face it, sometimes it doesn't sink in and you don't fully get that moment of like, wow, I really need this. I need something to change. I need something to shift. And that's why the onboarding form, for those of you who don't know, I have all my students fill out like an hour long. I mean, sometimes it takes them an hour to fill it out, but it's a really, really in-depth intake form that asks them about like their childhood, asks them about what they want to accomplish, what they've already tried to do, what their biggest fear is about the program, all these different things that I read through before the students start so that I can understand like what the emotional terrain is and how I can approach the group of students best. But It's powerful. It's really, really something else. One of the biggest breakthroughs early on from filling out that form and then the first Mindful Monday and then listening to the first modules was that I went from this feeling of realizing I was really deep in survivor mindset. Mm -hmm. Basically, when I said I started my life over at 38, I literally started over with what I could put in my car and my kid. Like, you know, had accumulated stuff up to 38 years old and had lived this corporate life and had actually launched a business prior to 38, right when my son was, before he was born, is when I started looking and saying, maybe I could make this online world work and not have to go back into the grind of and stay home or do something different. I just felt this call. And I had always, like when I was listening to one of your, um, podcast talking about building cat a uh, website <laughs> you're like that's coming back to bite me <laughs> yeah. but you're like 13 years old building websites right and i found it so interesting that i started building websites i don't know when i was i mean it doesn't matter the age it's more the fact that i started years ago like 2007 2008 from 
no real reason. Like some people get home from work and they want to go garden or they want to do something, maybe a sport. I'm like on my computer building a website. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like, when, honestly, when's the last time you did something for no reason? Now. I mean, now because I'm going through OCA, I'm taking time for myself to do something. Right, but like, it's also like a business thing. You know what I mean? Like you, yes. you're going to come back and ROI, like there's a bigger reason for it. But oftentimes, no, like, but I, even after doing the, um, the, the upward spiral guide, so I don't see you, I've never, again, I don't consume your stories every day. I mean like every other day, but yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> always that circle is like front and center on Instagram. And I have, I've, I've literally not even been on Instagram. I've been on Instagram less than a year. Wow. So that is to tell people that you can start. And I don't mean to be so like, I'm 43 or 42 when I launched and first started on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. And people fail to realize that like, yes, we started websites when they were first coming online or whatever, but we're at the forefront of everything that's starting right now. Like it's never too late. It's literally never too late to start because there's always something that's going to evolve and change. And the best time to start is yesterday, but the second best time to start is right now. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I get so excited talking to you. That's why like when we went on a live with the hot seed, I like, you were like, Judy, take a deep breath. I'm like, I can't talk. I'm talking to Rachel Bell. <laughs> You're so much fun. I just love talking to you. It's so energizing because I can tell that you're so excited and passionate about what it is you do. It's bigger than just like LinkedIn or it's bigger than social media. It's bigger than marketing for you. It's like this excitement about learning that you have that I think is so cool. And I love that about you. So it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Well, I am so excited because there's like this, and I don't know if you can talk about it yet, but I've seen in your stories. So we've got this live OCA event potentially coming up. Yes, we have a live event. So this is something that originally got me into entrepreneurship. I went to a Tony Robbins event. I saw him on stage and I was like, wow, that's a career path. Are you kidding me? I can like be on stage. I can motivate people. I can provide breakthroughs. I can talk about mindset and I can get paid for it too. Like sign me up. I want to be a life coach, except I was 16. So I was like, well, hold on, let me live my life first and then maybe come back to that at some point. And, um, speaking to me was like a big, a big goal and a big passion because Um, it was, it was not necessarily about being on stage. That wasn't the attractive thing about it. It was like delivering a message where someone could just be sitting there absorbing and learning because I knew what it felt like to be in that seat, sitting, absorbing and learning and how powerful that could be for my life and how it was like school, except way cooler. And adults still need to learn adults, young adults, whatever, everyone still needs to learn and be in a lecture style situation every now and again to come back to themselves and be present to implement something. And the way that a lot of the speakers that I saw growing up, they were so engaging and so inspiring that I was like, man, if I'm ever lucky enough to be in that position, I would not let my audience down. I would just, you know, lay it all out on the table. I'd have something good to say. So I spent my life trying to live my best life and compile information that would be helpful. So I've done speaking in the past and what's exciting about where I'm at right now is the fact that I actually have a community online of people who want to meet each other. There's hundreds of thousands of people right now who are dying to be connected to people who understand them. And so especially in the online coach accelerator student community, 
you know, there's not a lot of people in your everyday life who are like, Judy, you can do it. Like here's, let's connect. Let's go to coffee. Let's talk about your business and celebrate all your wins and workshop your plan for the next month. Nobody's out there kind of giving you the encouragement and holding you to the highest standard that you can be. It's sometimes a little bit difficult to find those people. It's not impossible, but it's difficult. And what I would love to do more than anything else right now is provide a container where my students and potential students can come together and learn in a workshop setting what they need to do in order to get more clients online, but also have the time of their life and have the funnest weekend ever and connect deeply with other people who really understand them and be held in a space where they're finally understood, they're loved, and they're having a great time. So that's what OCA Live is going to be all about. It's going to be mid-October. So hope to see you there, Judy. I am like looking at my calendar. Didn't you say, so you said something about 11, 12, 13? Yep. 11 through the 13th. I am going to have to figure that out because I am coming out. I'm speaking at Vid Summit. Okay. That's a little baby plug for me, but (laughs) I'm so freaking excited. So, um, but yeah, that's actually the following week, Vid Summit. So I'll be in LA. I'll just make it all one big trip. Um, And that is the challenge that I came across, which was building this online business. I also, as a single parent, I don't have all the care. I mean, my parents help me out, obviously. (laughs) I mean, not obviously, that doesn't always happen for every family, but um, I have to consider a lot more things, which is funny how, you know, when I looked at what you were doing and a lot of people have mentioned age to me, or they come up with all kinds of things. And I say to myself, it doesn't matter how old anybody is. If they've accomplished something and I vibe with them, like I'm going to learn from them. So Mm. I was all in on you. I was just like done. I think I even showed you, I was like, I'm speaking in an event called Entrepreneur Business Live. And I put up screenshots of your slides about Instagram audits, because I love that before and after brain set, like mindset. And I was like, I'm using this for LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. Like I implement the storytelling. I have to tell people this because I'm like following your stories on Instagram. I make whatever stories I can try to like follow along in your pattern now that I'm an OCA and going into module six, which I haven't listened to, but (laughs) I'm taking that, filming the Instagram stories, merging them together, and then uploading them to LinkedIn. Perfect. What the heck? That initiative that you're taking, though, is called modeling after success. If you see something that works, there's footprints. You know, there's footprints leading to what that result ultimately is. And what you're doing is you're just deconstructing the footprints and going back in time and like actually understanding what is making this, what is making this attractive to me and deconstructing that. That's the best way to learn. And something that I've definitely done with so many other people in the industries that I learned from. And I think that the initiative that you take to deconstruct that is one of the main reasons why you are successful in, you know, doing what you do. And I'm really, really happy that you brought that up too, because a lot of people think, oh my gosh, they're only successful because of X, Y, and Z, but there's a recipe to everything. And if you can deconstruct the recipe, I mean, you've got life pretty much by the ball, so you can figure it out. But one of the things I love that I want to tell everybody, like you could say, I could say to myself, okay, why do I still need to buy into OCA if I can just reverse engineer everything that you're doing online? I tried to reverse engineer your website and your, um, like your magic that you did on your 
um, OCA, you know, wait list. And I try, I basically picked you. I was like, okay, I'm picking this one person because everyone has advice out there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but she's doing it. She's doing it in a way that I resonate with. Mm-hmm. And I was just like niched down into you. And it's funny because even I on the sales call was thinking, okay, why am I buying into OCA if I can just kind of see what I'm seeing from the outside? And I'm going to tell everybody why they need to still jump into OCA, even if you can think you know from the outside looking in on Rachel that you don't know, that you don't know all the behind the scenes of the depth that goes into creating um, the mindset around creating those programs. Because even though I was trying to reverse engineer everything, the, there were certain points that I was blocked in because I couldn't see the depth beneath mm. the outside pre- presentation. And I was like, I know, so I'm in, I'm done. <laughs> right. And also something to realize in what I think is a big gap in terms of people's understanding on how to get started in their business or in their online career is looking at someone who's already established in a lot of ways and thinking that they can just jump into doing what that person is doing now, as opposed to looking back on how they got started and realizing, oh, this person didn't actually start on Instagram or, oh, this person didn't actually start with this type of message. Like, for example, I think that you were using Lewis Howes as an example of someone who now he has some, uh, an empire where he can talk about pretty much anything. He can talk about personal development. He has a mastermind. He has courses on webinars and this and that, whatever. But he started as the, like the LinkedIn guy. And mm-hmm. so going back in time to how people start and understanding that when you're at the beginning of your business journey, there's a whole different set of goals and set of achievements that you need to acquire before moving on to scaling and diversifying and creating all these different types of channels going back in time and realizing that people start small, everyone starts small, starts very niche, is really, really helpful as a beginner. And I think that people start to try to start really generalized and try to start really like broad because all the big people are broad and generalized. And they don't realize that, oh, you have to start with something and expand out. And that's just one very small example of what it takes to uh, start in your online career and why a lot of people never actually get to where they want to be but learning from someone who can tell you, hey, I look like this right now, but here's how I got here and give you the behind the scenes that not everyone is seeing right now. That's really what's helpful about programs and mentorship like OCA. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> and mainly because I, um, I had no idea the power behind people talk about mindset all the freaking time. And you can read inspiring posts and go out there and consume and think that you're affecting your mindset. But until you actually spend the time doing the work that goes into really shifting and fixing your mind, like going in there and tinkering around and not just, I don't know, like it's almost like before I was just like, like living with survivor mindset, really traumatized by some issues that I had, you know, experienced and gone through and just felt like I couldn't dream for the future. And it's, I don't want to like put all this weight on you, but like, honestly, just the beginning part of spending time following you, being in, seeing you go to Hawaii, like seeing your travels, there's something that's just so inspiring about seeing somebody else living their life and putting it out there. And then not only that, but realizing within 
something like OCA, you can start to change and shift your mindset. Because I, I really didn't feel like I knew how to dream for the future for a very long time. And that's a crappy place to be in. It really is. And that was, y'all go on. (laughs) It can just make you feel so trapped. And I feel for you on that. Well, and it, that's where it goes back into loneliness. Um, some of the issues that people deal with or the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. I was taking a risk as a single parent to put myself back into this online world and build a business. And I said to myself, but there is no other option. Like I can't uh, ask for permission at work anymore to be my highest self. Mic drop. (laughs) There, asking for permission—it's such a big thing. Like, it's like we want someone to tell us, and that's I think honestly a good percentage of why OCA works is because I'm there to say you're ready, move on. I see your work; it's good enough. Time to move on. Because when we don't have someone reflecting whether or not what we're doing is going to work, we can sometimes get stuck in our own thought loop and we don't know whether or not to move on or to rework it or if we're on the right track or anything like that. It can be so paralyzing when you have a big dream or you have a lot of fire under your ass to get it done and to make money and provide, but yet you feel paralyzed moving forward because you don't have anyone to tell you whether or not you're spending your time wisely. And so I totally feel you on that. Giving yourself the permission is so important and also just seeking out people to reflect to you whether you're on the right track or not is so important as well. That's why mentorship is like a shortcut. And then one of the things that, you know, you talk about, which is taking massive, messy, intuitive action, which is on my whiteboard. And how do you help your students? I know, but tell everybody like some behind the scenes for how you help people tap into their intuition, because that is exactly like what you just said. We need to be able to know the thing we need to know and truly tap into that. But how do you help your students unlock that? I think it all comes down to two things. Number one, trusting yourself that you will figure it out and that everything is figure outable. That's a quote from Marie Forleo that I know that you're familiar with her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in her B-school group too. Oh my gosh, I, I took B-school as well. It was awesome. She's like uh, my OG business mom figure. She's like for me too. She, I found her online and that's when I started building websites and that's when I started like really bad YouTube channel. But <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching her Marie TV episodes and feeling so inspired and just comforted that someone understood out there like what I was really going through. Um, but she has a quote where she says, everything is figure outable. And I, that stuck with me so much throughout my journey that I had to just, even if I didn't know what to do, I had to trust that I would be able to figure it out. And that's literally the only thing you need to trust about yourself in your journey is that you will figure it out. It's okay. Everything will, is figure outable and trusting yourself to make moves and make, you know, take steps and take action towards what you want it's really, really brave. It requires a large amount of surrender, but also control at the same time because you're taking charge of your future, but you're also unattached to the outcome because you just don't know if it's going to work. So you have this trust for yourself that I think is absolutely foundational to have a strong intuition and to be able to make progress in your business. But also I think there's another element that needs to be addressed, which is trust in your path and trust in this 
in this concept that everything that's happening to you or for you is happening for your highest good and your best learning and your highest, um, your highest growth of who you are and is a direct path. You know, the pain that you experience, the suffering that you experience on your journey is a direct path to your highest growth as well is so, so, so pivotal in my journey. I trust that whatever happens to me or for me is happening to teach me a lesson. And so instead of wondering, you know, how can I avoid pain? How can I avoid failure? How can I avoid mistakes? I'm always thinking to myself, well, it's either going to be a great decision or it's going to be a great lesson to learn. So I might as well just go for it. And I'm going to learn what I need to know or I'm going to succeed. And in my mind, both of them are wins. So there's really no way to lose. And although I might lose money, I might lose time, I might lose a little bit of energy, whatever, if you think about it that way, the lesson that I learn from those experiences is so worth whatever I'm spending. Game. And what me and my friends who play at this level always understand, you know, friends of mine who have million, multi-million dollar businesses, we always say to each other, well, that's the cost of doing business. And it's so true to in every single area of your life, like for example, in relationships, let's say that you really, really want to be close and connected to another person that you're seeing, but you know that if you open your heart to them, you have the potential of getting really hurt or getting rejected or getting uh, betrayed or whatever it is that you're afraid of. Well, that's the cost of doing business. If you want to experience the highs and the connection and the love and the excitement and all of the amazing things about life that are at the top, you also have to be understanding that you have to be willing to experience the bottom of the spectrum as well. The hurt, the loneliness, the triggers, the, the anger, all of the things that we try to avoid so much, we have to be willing and able to experience those in order to reach the heights as well. It's the cost of doing business. And so not only is that true, just in a very practical business sense of like, yes, you will learn, you will lose, you will figure it out, you'll make mistakes. That's the cost of doing business. But also in every other area of your life, like there's a cost to everything. And if you look at it like it's just a loss, you're not really seeing how this is actually a long-term overall gain to your life and to who you are as a person. So that's, that's what I would say in terms of intuition, it's trusting yourself and it's also trusting your path. And trusting that everything is happening for your highest good, even if it doesn't look like it. And it requires faith. And that's kind of like intuition to me is, is very like, it's not a system. It's not a framework. It's not a step-by-step blueprint. Instead, it's you really deciding that you know what you're doing and trust your soul and your heart to lead the way. And that's not something that, you know, we're taught in school. It's not something that we're taught in the workplace at all. It's not something that we're taught by our parents normally. It's something that we have to learn on our own. And that's why it's so challenging as adults because we're taught our whole life not to listen to that and instead to listen to other authority figures or listen to the frameworks and the blueprints. And that only gets us so far. So I think that my mission inside of OCA is not only to make sure that everyone understands what to do in their business. But by the end of the 90 days, I want everyone to feel completely self-sufficient to lead themselves from their own intuition and to trust that they know what to do next, even if they don't quote unquote know what to do next. Does that make sense? Uh, 1000%. (laughs) I, all of that was beyond beautiful. And I know that Oh, it's like this relaxing space of you giving everyone on this earth a big giant hug because they 
we collectively need to feel and be cared about to build back that trust. And I know that when you hit those rock bottom moments, mm-hmm. um, it can feel like crawling out of a hole to build yourself back up again. And we need people like you. Mm-hmm. We need to, and that's why I love that so many more people are finding you online, realizing like, I'm like, how does everyone not know who Rachel Bell is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so amplifying your voice is, is what I think the next part of your mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think you mentioned, and I've been able to see behind the scenes that you want to amplify your voice, not only through the live, but through, are you able to share some areas where your voice is going to be amplified? Yeah, totally. I, have been, you know, fantasizing about having this podcast for so long, like over, over a year and a half now, I've been like playing with the idea of having it. And I have episodes recorded, but it's just not something that I pulled the trigger on just yet. And now I understand why I think that right now is the, is the time in which I actually feel clear on what my purpose and mission is. And there's a lot that's changed in my personal life recently that you've been able to observe that you know, really changed the way that I operated within my business. It changed the way that I operated in my personal life. It changes everything about my life. And I realize now why my intuition was telling me not to start on that yet. So I've been able to focus on Instagram, which has been really, really great for my business. Um, focus on email, focus on the, the basics and the fundamentals. And then what's next for me is just taking that message and expanding it because people want to hear more and they want to connect more. And so what that's going to look like is a podcast and it's going to also look like a YouTube channel as well so that I can hit on all these different modalities that people just love to learn from. And I can get a little bit closer to my audience. I could show them what it actually looks like to run a business at this level and what it actually looks like to live a life of not only work, but also play because I think that it's so important to have a balance of both and I've been working really hard on how to achieve that because what's all, what's, what's the point of doing all of this unless you're actually connected to your reason why I think a lot of people lose their connection to the reason why, and they get, uh, they get a little bit inundated with the day-to-day schedule forgetting that, Hey, it's okay to enjoy yourself. It's okay to, uh, take a day off every now and again. It's actually okay. You don't have to hustle and grind your way through your entire life although it is important to have that discipline and that skill set as well. So just giving the behind the scenes and allowing people to see uh, more of what my message is, which is leadership. It's everyone taking charge of their life and, and being their best selves. I think that's just really what it comes down to. It sounds super vague and generalized, but honestly, that's what life is all about to me. And I'm excited to share more about it in the future. And we're excited to all consume it. <laughs> and to spread that message wider, which is why you're here on this podcast too, because, um, you know, I know that so many people need to, you know, hear the messages that you're sharing because you're caring so much from a very deep seated, heartfelt center and being really real. And I think people forget how to be real when we're taught to button it up or not be so playful in a lot of the messaging that we get for how to be an adult, Mm. (laughs) which is why people ask me like, why are you wearing these Fox ears at conferences and speaking on stage? And I was just asked to speak at a workshop 
and they asked me for some pictures to send them. And it was really funny because they specifically asked, do you have any pictures of you on stage speaking, wearing your fox ears? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> so now it's like, no, no, no. Those speaker pictures aren't right. You're not wearing your ears. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. And that's part of your positioning now is like this playfulness. And people know that when they see you or when they learn from you, it's not just going to be cut and dry from a college textbook. You know, nobody wants that really. If they did, they would just Google all the answers that they needed and they would get them. But what they want to know is how do you be you, Judy, and also accomplish all these things? Because seeing someone who's fully themselves is so inspiring in so many different ways that we want that for ourselves. We want to be fully expressed. We want to be authentic. We want to feel comfortable in our own skin. So when we see someone playing with life and crushing it at the same time and being successful, we're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I want to know what that person knows about life and how to be themselves. Because what's more exhausting than anything else is pretending to be something that you're not for the sake of success, which pretty much everyone is doing. That's why everyone's so tired. So everyone doesn't like their job. They have to pretend to be something that they're just not for the sake of success. So, I mean, I don't think that there has to be a sacrifice. Well, I was going to say, I reached a point where I had no more. I loved that phrasing where you have no more Fs left to give because I couldn't take, I ended up a blessing in disguise, but like I ended up in this corporate position that was probably one of the worst um, kind of fear-based management environments that I had ever been in throughout a 20-year career. And so I had always, again, being from a young age and not even knowing what was possible with the internet, realizing that there are all these opportunities online, I started to just reach a point where I was like, I can't, like I told you earlier, I was like, I can't take this anymore. There has to be something better. And I think not everyone is necessarily meant to be an entrepreneur, but even so, you can build colleagues and communities and connections. And that whole concept of this gig economy is coming because there are so many more ways to show up on this planet. And I think people are just getting tired and fed up, like you said. And it's um, that survival mindset. I couldn't live in that space anymore. I literally made a sparkly pink kind of obnoxious looking thing from my bathroom so I could look at it every day that says my life loves me. Because when I was at my deepest point of feeling like life felt really, really shitty, I almost felt like nobody loved, like it was just so like grinding and I have to wake up and it was like wearing concrete shoes and going and walking into this office where I felt like it was just so there was just this feeling that like nobody cared and nobody loved me. And the only person I could remind myself every morning was my physical life loves me. Like, that's it. That's, that's where you like reach this point where you're like, okay, see, I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's and go. that's where I, t I think to myself, I, if I didn't go through that, I probably wouldn't know this final moment where I feel like I've stripped raw. It's like you, you can't, I can serve now from a place of knowing what that is like to be at that moment where you literally feel like you don't know why you're here. Like you don't know why you were meant to be on this planet, but yet you know you have the spark inside of you, but it's like this tiny little baby flame. So 
and define that again <laughs> and then lean into it and then be able to turn around and be able to invest in OCA. <laughs> it's scary because nobody wants you to find that spark. Not nobody. Mm-hmm. But very few people in your everyday life when you're in that situation really is like telling you to pay attention to that spark. Cause oh, like yeah. we the first part of this podcast, it's threatening when someone sees something that, you know, they believe is not possible for them and they see that another person pursuing that it's a little bit threatening and not a lot of people can encourage that. So you really sometimes have to be your own ally. And hmm, my heart just goes out to you so much, Judy, for going through that. And I can tell that it is your reason why is to break free of that and to show other people what is possible when you truly believe in your own spark. And just watching you tell the story with your fox ears on and <laughs> it up, like your beautiful smile. It's just like, wow, what, a, what an amazing story of someone who trusted themselves and trusted that they were going to figure it out in order to make all of this happen. And sometimes just the only thing you can do is just trust that and just trust period. The only thing you can do is trust and take action towards what you actually want to create. And I'm so happy that you did that. So happy that you did that because look at what your message is now. Look at your platform. Look at how many people you're inspiring to do the same thing. It's like, if you had never done that yourself, you had never really been at that place. You wouldn't have this message to share. And I like got full body chills when you were telling me that story, because all I could think about was how, oh my gosh, like, that's, that's such a dark place to be in. And at the same time, when we're past that, we look back and we are able to kind of laugh at it. We're able to kind of look at it from an outside perspective and say, wow, I'm so grateful that I went through that. But in the moment, it's sometimes so hard to see. So if I could say anything to your listeners right now, it would be pay attention to your moment right now that you're in currently. No matter how dark it feels, no matter how lonely it feels, especially if it feels dark and it feels lonely and it feels confronting. This is the moment of your life where you get to look back on one day and tell other people how you behaved and what decisions you made to get out of that place. So you're in the moment right now where you're writing your story and it's so important to take that seriously and think about how you're going to laugh at it one day. Sometimes that's all we can do. I already kind of laugh at it. I wouldn't be wearing fox ears and doing all these things because I want my flame was so small, it's a bitty bitty flame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know we have to wrap up at some point, and you have to get on with your day. And I'm like, I never want this to end, which is why. I'm, oh. <laughs> Um, which is why I'm so excited to listen to module six in OCA. I get to like have your voice all day long. <laughs> wow, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> um, again, I want to tell people one of the sparking moments that ended up on my whiteboard and my son loves reading it. I said, I want to create a vision for my life that makes me want to jump out of bed, strip naked and run through the streets. <laughs> <laughs> because when, now that you're picturing this world that I felt like I lived in where I woke up with concrete shoes and I couldn't get out of bed and I felt like everything just sucked mm-hmm. and the messaging in the world around me, I'm not saying everybody, by the way, I don't want to like freak out any of my like awesome, amazing friends that supported me. They, they didn't suck, but there were certain parts that I just couldn't reconcile between people who I thought loved me 
and they turned or like things that just, oh, the betrayal that you talk about or the pain that we go through in relationships and how I just want to tell people that linked to me trying to even create an ideal client because I almost felt like that world of risking picking the wrong ideal client and they could hurt me. Like my brain was in like, people hurt people. (laughs) Damn it. But not everyone hurts people and there are good people. And if you focus on, you've got to lean in hard on the people who don't hurt people and you, Rachel Bell, do not hurt people. (laughs) That's like, there we go. That and I want to play voice message roulette. I've got a game. (laughs) Oh my goodness. What is this game? Because now we have to end with the humor. And I tell people that I show up in voice messages. And so do you. Like, people are curious about how do you connect in the DMs? Like, it's this, like, world of, like, I don't understand. I almost want to, like, play back, like, an original, like, voice message that we exchanged. I don't even know. I literally have no idea what it's going to say. Oh, this is fun. Okay. We've got, oh my gosh, I love it. I love that. Like, so we didn't start on voice. I didn't like explode all over like, Hey Rachel, <laughs> I think I just started by like shouting you out. I've got like images of me shouting oh, I you out. The exact Instagram story. That was like a year ago. Yeah. December. It was December. So eight months ago, December 4th at 1150 AM. I'm shouting Rachel Bell. That was before I realized you can put the ads and like, I knew you could do, I'm see, I told you I'm less than a year on Instagram, which I think my growth is pretty good. I'm getting closer to like 1,800 followers. So good, <laughs> but the point is it's not all about that. It's about like literally connecting with people in the DMs, having real conversations. And I have real conversations here on Instagram. I love it. Okay. So I love your first one, which was, holy shit. (laughs) I don't even know how to respond to this. Yes, sis, get it. (laughs) Because I'm like huge fan of you. I'm like gushing all over you. I've shouted you out a bunch recently because I added you into my presentation that I like And now it's on YouTube. Like I put out a presentation talking at Entrepreneur Business Live about my growth on LinkedIn and you are one of my slides. Mm -hmm. So I said, I want to be a fitness coach just so I can be an OCA. (laughs) So I was already like pissed off that you don't accept, that you didn't accept. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, I know. So I, I had my highest, oh, I'm going way too far here, but I had my highest viral post on LinkedIn actually pretty soon after I started following you and connecting. And I leaned into creating a post that said five ways your LinkedIn profile cover photo can sell for you. Mm -hmm. And that hit half a million and it got like hundreds and hundreds of reshares, thousands of likes and comments. And it brought in probably 20 to $30,000 into my business. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really good. Awesome. I get goosebumps because it was just like, it clicked. Like mm-hmm. it all just like came together and it, yeah, so many puzzle pieces. And that's where that whole connecting the dots from all the random shit you've been through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so true. All right. Yeah. Cause it hit like 440,000 views in two days. And so I basically said, I know listening to your stories helped me ensure that a post like this went to sales and closing clients. Mm -hmm. 
Good. I'm yeah. like giving you the best testimonial right here. <laughs> yeah. No, that's amazing. Uh, Cause so many people have like those moments where like something hits big and they're never prepared for it. But I'm really, really glad that you were able to understand, oh, okay, I'm going to take this traffic and turn it into sales. That's so good. Well, and I saw it. So even recently there was an ink a magazine article talking about how going viral on LinkedIn doesn't really do anything for you. And I wrote back to the author of that article and I said, here's the three steps you need to take to make sure that your viral post on LinkedIn continues to build momentum and it still brings in business to this day. There you go. Bam. And they're going to write an article about you next. I hope so. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my gosh. So excited. Okay. And then I like literally like gave you my phone number. <laughs> Super aggressive. I'm like, call me anytime. <laughs> no, you never called me. Okay. So what's my voice? <laughs> my first, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> my first voice message to you. I'm afraid to play it. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to it's, oh my God. Oh, I think I asked you if I could repurpose. Oh yeah. I remember that. Rachel, 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 Rachel. Um, really quick. I loved your sales training. And if you need one more person to tell you, you probably don't, but I loved it. You are awesome. And I've already taken away and implemented some of the things, especially the way you talk. I loved that explanation. I don't know if I've, I've heard it before, which I just ended on an up note, damn it. But whatever, I have to work on that. And, um, I think sometimes I do it. Sometimes I don't. Anyways, I don't want to fill your inbox. The point is you're awesome. If you don't have enough people telling you that, which I think you do, but you're awesome. <laughs> so that's how you send Rachel Bell a voice message DM. And that's how you send everyone on Instagram or LinkedIn or mm -hmm. Facebook care about them. Yes. I'm pretty sure that was a, I love you. <laughs> such an I love you. And I remember listening to that and just being like, Oh, I feel so good. I feel so fueled to give more and to connect more with this person because when you truly are seen, and this is the funny thing about social media is you can affect someone's life so greatly, or you can change someone's business or change someone's, whatever you are specializing in changing about their business, their life, their career, their relationship, whatever. But unless I actually tell you, you don't know if you're hitting or not. So it's really just up to your audience to reach out and tell you whether or not you're doing a good job sometimes. And that's what's tough about social media. But I always appreciate when people actually message me and tell me, oh, wow, this really hit home for me because then I know that I'm onto something. So that's something I so appreciate and still appreciate about you. And then I filled your DMs. <laughs> and then I, I see that's where I have to like pull myself back and be like, okay, one voice message. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to fit all your thoughts into one minute. Did I respond back in a voice message? Oh yeah. I think I did like I was like, Rachel Bell left me a voice message. I don't know what you said, but I'm gonna play it because we're on voice message roulette. It's a fun little game. Judy, thank you so much, girl. Seriously, you are just like a bright light in my inbox. Every single time you send me a message, I know it's going to be something good. <laughs> so thank you so much for being just a force of positive energy in my life. And I appreciate you including me in that. That's such an honor. And if there's anything I can do to support you in that um, or any questions you want to ask about um, anything that you're wondering about, I'm always here for you. So thank you, girl. I really appreciate that. And good luck on your presentation. 
Yay. <laughs> That's when I told you, I was like, I'm taking screenshots of your, I'm downloading all of your content and I'm like taking screenshots and I'm including you in my presentations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was amazing. I remember, I remember that so clearly because I was like, man, this girl's not messing around. She's here to really learn and deconstruct <laughs> everything. Like what I'm doing, she's taking very seriously. So. Well, and I, I think the thing we forget is that it doesn't, we're never, I'm not creating anything that hasn't been thought of or done before. I'm just putting my like Judy Fox brain on it. Mm -hmm. So there's no downside to me shining a light on you. When I'm standing on stage, I literally take screenshots of other people's content mm -hmm. to show people examples because I'm not the only example on earth that can level up a client. Exactly. And if I think like that, then I've not served my clients. I agree. I totally agree. It's yeah. High five for that. <laughs> so spread it. I, but that's the thing. I lean into people who I see doing it where I'm like, yes, they're my vibe. They're my tribe. I want their message to go further. So they're part of what I'm happy to shout out, present. I'm not like, oh, by the way, I created this, but I didn't. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. You know, a lot of people. <laughs> so but that's the thing it, it doesn't hurt it's not the light is big enough it's so big enough there's enough for everyone and there's enough for everyone that's the end of that sentence all and right there's 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 so much that can be triggered though when you're in this bubble of coaching or you're in this bubble of online space you can look around at your competitors and your influencers in your niche and you can think that wow they're doing so good it must mean that there's not enough out there for me or they've already done it so well how can I be different and that's just a lack of trust in your own special unique flavor and even though that there might be a flavor of ice cream or someone doing really really well in their niche that's like peach flavored ice cream okay there's the best peach flavored ice cream in the whole entire world there's still going to be people out there who are like but I like pistachio and so if you're pistachio, shine, be the best flavor of pistachio possible because there are people, there's always going to be people who will totally embrace and celebrate your flavor as well and buy from you if you're being your true, authentic, fully expressed self and providing the value that they really want. So totally agree with you. Your fox ears, I just can't get enough of because it's such a perfect representation of how you're you. And I love that. I'm so, so proud of you for stepping into that and just embracing who you are. And I noticed like 17 foxes in the background. Of your There's head. a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of foxes. There's a lot of foxes. And I also really focused on making my space fun. It has games. It has a pink narwhal. It has don't pick your boogers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's lots of fun. And then I have a whole thing up there full of wigs. Oh my gosh. I want to see that one. Oh my gosh, we could go down a million rabbit holes, but I'm going to lay it out right here right now that I definitely want to be in person with you at the OC Live. I got to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited for that. I'm excited for your podcast. I'm excited for YouTube. And I want all those same things too. So like when I took like, and I saw your vision board, obviously I didn't like just copy and paste, but I think so you are on my vision board Aww, babe. and I basically was like, I want to find a way to have some type of opportunity, whatever. I, uh, I won't like go into all the details, but I wrote out pretty detailed, like what I fucking want. So, <laughs> and that is a breakthrough for me. 
I have n- I've been afraid to want what I want because I was afraid of getting hurt again and yes. not getting it and getting hurt again. And I was like, I can't take that. And now I can, I can take it. <laughs> I can take it. It's so proud of you, Judy. It's, it's uh, sometimes the scariest thing you can do is dream. And I'm proud of you for doing that again. Yeah. And I'm excited to go to Hawaii. Wherever you stayed, I'm going to need the address because that was beautiful. Yes. <laughs> it was so beautiful. I went to Maui and Oahu and just the best islands ever. Definitely yeah. make it out there for sure. It's on my list of now I'm dreaming where I, yeah, I'm dreaming again. I'm thinking about exciting things and oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I can't even express to you how much that creates a ripple effect, not only through my life, but into my son's life, immediately creating a ripple effect. He actually recently told me, so I had created a YouTube channel for me and him because we, we've we actually filmed four years of videos together. Yeah, it's a little, that's why I'm, I'm comfortable on camera because I have four years of backlogged videos that have never seen the light of day. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Of these videos, what? What's the premise of these videos? They were just thinking that I wanted to document our life, and I was also in a place of being hurt and feeling like if I put anything in writing, mm-hmm. that it felt very permanent. But for some reason, a video didn't feel permanent. It felt very on the fly. It just was raw. It's just pointing a camera and I didn't have to put a pen to paper. So I used to journal. I have crap tons of journals and I couldn't journal for that whole period of time. Mm. So instead my journaling became vlogging, (laughs) but I didn't know, like that's where I'm like in my, you know, late thirties and forties. And I'm like, I didn't know I was vlogging. I just thought I was pointing a camera at myself and privately recording all these videos. And I've shown him a lot of the videos and I also told him because I'm speaking at these events like Video Marketing World, Vid Summit, and he was like, if I start having a YouTube channel, can I come with you to all these events and speak or be like, he was like, how do I, he's problem solving and he's like, how do I get to be a part of your business? I'm like, damn, it's seven. Thank you. Imagine if you were saying that at seven. Oof. So now he has a YouTube channel. It's called The Funny Foxes. It has no content because we're like processing. And he said he wants his niche. I mean, I'm helping him niche down. He wants his niche to be workout videos for kids. Oh my gosh, that's a that's amazing and adorable. And I will watch those. <laughs> So now he's going to be an ideal client for OCA. I mean, obviously 2.0, everyone is an ideal client, but (laughs) I could go on and on with the ripple effect that you, I know you have helped and literally you really like, I'm not, I don't mean to be so like, oh my gosh, it's all Rachel, but like there are certain things that I needed to trust another human being. And I, I've along the way trusted certain human beings, but like, I, I know that I trust you. I don't know, like there's something that you put out into the world that's just very trustworthy. So thank you. That's the best compliment I could ever get. Thank you so much for sharing. We're having a love fest. Oh, babe. I'm <laughs> a hug right now. So We're really going to have to come in October so I can squeeze There's you. my hug. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. I can there go on and on. How are we going to end this? We're never going to end this. 
<sighs> oh man. Well, how about this guys? If you're listening to this, send me a voice message like Judy did on Instagram. Send us both a voice message and uh, share with us like what your favorite part of the episode was. And I'd love to hear from anyone who's listening and who got a little nugget out of this conversation. She's the queen. She ended that perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're now my marketing. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Bye. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna stop, but like, yes, all the kisses. I will just uh, pause. Yes, what an incredible episode. Go follow her advice right now. Leave us both voice messages. Shout us out in your Instagram stories. My Instagram handle is at J-U-D-I-F-O-X rocks. So Judy Fox rocks. And I am going to officially be at Broke to Woke October 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. I'm there. And then I'm at VidSummit. And then I'm going to be on stage at Broadcast Your Authority. Also, one last shout out. But if you have and want to grow your influence on LinkedIn, let me know. Jump on my website. Grab a spot by clicking on my calendar. It says pounce. Pounce like a fox onto the spots for LinkedIn Business Accelerator. Go, go do it right now. What are you waiting for? Seriously, what are you waiting for? Go do it right now. Okay, I'm getting obnoxious. Okay, bye.